You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Packernet. JJ Leahy, Ryan Schlipp, and Jake Schwink. We are here at your service. And tonight, wait, before I start, uh, Ryan, what's our view count? Do we have people in here now? I see Drew and Goose. We're here. Sick. We in here. All right. So uh, I I want to talk about dreams. Maybe if you're a Bears fan, you had a dream of beating the Packers. Maybe if you are Woody Johnson, owner of the Jets, you had a dream of buying a playoff spot and snapping the longest playoff drought in pro sports. Uh, Maybe if you are Jake Schwink, you had a dream of getting healthy uh, enough to talk on on a live stream without losing his voice. Not me. I had a dream last night, Ryan, that you died and that Jordan Love was winning, trying to win a Super Bowl for you. Worth it. I woke up and I felt weird about that. So uh, anyways, um, chat, here's the thing. We uh, are putting the topic to a vote for you guys. What are we talking about tonight? Are we talking about A, ha, 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 bears. Are we talking about B, the Dallas Cowboys? Either way you go, we're going to be gushing over Jordan Love. That's the plan. Jake, you're dreaming of Cooper DeGene? Goose says you are. Yes. Yeah, I pointed right at it. I am. I am. Like, it It, it was for all of us a foregone conclusion that he was going to be in the draft. I still got chills when I saw his name. When I saw that he had declared. And I just like, yes. I don't know how the rest of the world is going to cope with the fact that like he is a green Bay Packer already. It is happening. It's confirmed. Put it in the box. If you put a tackle, you're wrong. I saw somebody else put, uh, who was it? The chargers were taking Cooper to Gene and I got like ticked off. I'm like, what the heck are you doing? It's green Bay Packer right there. Beat it. You guys like our our upgraded uh, backdrop here? I'm just screwing with stuff. Oh, oh so no, that, that was that was. Go I, back. I, was I, thought was, I thought it was a little busy. It was giving I me a migraine. No. It. Yeah. it was a little much. Explosion of color. This is much. Bad. Well, all, all right. right. I'll go back to this stupid thing. I liked the hater. Fine, his head fine, fine, fine. Ryan's gonna need some blue light glasses. Fine. Goose, you're devoted. You can't halfway. vote twice. <laughs> Topic should be why Bo nickname should be Bo Body and finishing the acronym. Yes. You guys have noticed, right, that uh, Bo's number is 80 and it looks like the like Bo. B-O. It's true. I did not think of that. I love it because, you know, it's his back of his jersey says Bo Melton. Poetry. <sighs> Um, I've been having a lot of fun dragging receipts out since Sunday night. It's been a lot of fun. I cannot find a single Chicago's Bears fan to come back and respond no, to any of the receipts. None. I mean, you guys, you guys saw into the hedge. They they're not coming out. Not yeah. till September. No, they're gonna wait. Well, they're gonna wait until well, the draft. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Did you did you see the the one where uh they're talking about like you just wait until Caleb Williams get, gets here and um uh Kate from the Tailgate podcast tweeted like oh my gosh do the Bears fans ever get tired of this merry-go-round? Oh yeah, I did see that. It was Is that great. Katie? It's Kate, but not Katie. Oh, okay. All right. It's it's at the very least, it's not the Katie who inspired all the Katie's no, last I week. see. By the way, yeah. we tried to get Matt Ramage back on the podcast tonight. And by tried, I mean we texted him 30 minutes ago. And yeah. shockingly, his schedule, you know, was not free enough in 30 minutes. Wow. So what a douche. I blame I blame Jake. Uh I blame you, Jake. You didn't. Uh, you didn't get I... on scheduling that. <clears throat> also, did try to get Blaine on here similarly thirty minutes ago and uh, didn't quite pan out. Freaking hate <laughs> Blaine. So as of thirty <laughs> minutes ago, I wasn't sure if I was talking tonight. That's interesting. <laughs> so that's good news. This is <laughs> here. We we just gotta we gotta give this just some love Packers fans celebrating like they're about oh. to take this Caleb Williams hammer for the next 15 years. Kate says, do bears fan ever get tired of running through the endless cycle? They do not apparently. Although, uh, on it goes, I guess TikTok is the place to find like the depressed bears fans. I'm not really on TikTok anymore, yeah. but, um, other people have been doing the Lord's work and posting TikTok clips of upset bears fans for our enjoyment on Twitter, and I appreciate it most yep. muchly. Chat, are you gonna drop some questions here? Like, I can only BS for so long before uh, Jake hops off of here. There's a question Does that Matt know Kate as well? That's his best, actually. <laughs> so, I wonder, I could probably do this. I'm gonna search their Twitter handles and see if they've ever interacted. There you go. That's what we're gonna do. Why do they have such That's long it. Twitter handles? Okay. That's a show. Um, also, if they take Caleb, May yes. is probably gonna be better, and they're gonna be so mad that this time the North Carolina QB did work out. Uh, <laughs> and man, oh, are they gonna be livid? Oh man, <laughs> it's just it's just beautiful. It really is. Why? I did too, Drew, but that's all right. <laughs> A topic. <laughs> Drew, all right, so. What are you finding over there, JJ? They they do oh, know each other. At least Kate has tagged Ramage a couple times, and Ramage oh. follows, appears to follow Kate. So, oh boy, I think this just is one more in the column of Matt Ramage's liar. Yep, he knows a lot. Andy of asks, Kate. Andy asks, what will we do if the Packers actually win this game? I mean, I think they've got at least a puncher's chance. You know, this offense is quite good. I mean, Aaron Jones is like the Cowboys' killer. He's somebody uh, posted that he averages like 123 yards and two touchdowns per game against the Cowboys. And like six so, yards a carry. So here's here's the other thing. And I tweeted this earlier. The Cowboys are double screwed in this game because they have two curses working against them. One is they are cursed to always lose to the Packers in the playoffs. Two. The Packers are cursed to always lose at San Francisco, and they can't do that if they don't beat Dallas. So I don't see how Dallas has much of a chance here. Very true. It's probably going to have to be pretty much like the game last year in Green Bay, where it's like, you know, they'll they'll hit a couple big plays and be able to run the ball really well. Yeah, could be a Watson game. And, like, they're going to get a break or two somewhere that Dak will throw them one. Uh, and that's the only way they're going to stop that offense. And it, it might just be enough to win like a 30 to 33 to 30 type of game that they won like at Carolina. I, I, I do think that a high scoring game just makes the most sense for a litany of reasons. Most of them named Joe Barry. The Packers uh, right now via weighted DVOA, they have the third best offense in the league the cowboys have the ninth i think best offense i tweeted too many times today so i'm scrolling back trying to find it yeah cowboys have, have the number nine offense call. yeah uh packers have the number 28 defense cowboys have the number six defense 
Packers have the number 25 special teams. Cowboys have the number 10 special teams. So, and I think that that is especially relevant to include because over the past two games, the Packers defense has allowed by my count four field goals and zero touchdowns. And the special teams has coughed up a touchdown. Now you can blame, you can give some shared blame to the, I knew you were doing something here. AI over there, Ryan. <laughs> you can get some shared blame to that touchdown to the defense if you want to, but I am more than happy to pin it on special teams. So I, I think I think it's relevant, especially the Vikings have a very poor special teams as well. So there's that. That's true. Drew said, JJ, would it surprise you to know the Packers have a top 10 defense and points per game allowed? doesn't surprise me because because here's why because there's a lot of times when you watch a Packers game and you watch the defense and you just feel like they just suck buns the entire game and you look at the score and like you're you're frustrated at the end of the game because you you know that you just watch the defense just crap the bed all day long and get lucky several times and then at the end you're like complaining about the defensive performance you just watched and somebody's like, oh, well, you know, I don't know, you know, uh, they only gave up 17 points. Like, uh, I guess nothing's good enough for you. And then you're like, all right, well, maybe I shouldn't be complaining, except that I just watched the game and they suck. I think the thing for me is that when you watch the Packers play another team, the Packers defense makes offense look easy for the opposing team. Like the Bears just march down the field every single time. And then somehow it would be third down. What would happen is the first down wouldn't quite work. Second down was a run up the middle for no gain. And the third down was a sack. But like that was the first time anything positive had happened for the defense that entire drive. And then all of a sudden you have the ball back and you're, it's just surprising. Every yeah. sack was key. Like it felt like every yeah, sack was like, oh, they went down the field, but they got one the big play. That kind of just five sacks in yeah. the game. I mean, that's, yeah. and, and they that's all the reason we dominated. They defense. all saved points. Like, yeah, I think genuinely they all saved points, which is which is nuts. Like, you don't get that type of like clutch. You get a, maybe a clutch sack or two during a game. You don't get like five all in a clutch moment. Usually, it's like, oh yeah, you backed up at like the twelve and you got one. Like, it just was like everything was exactly when they needed it. Which How about is, uh, is that sustainable? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and there's there's a lot of variables that go into it too. I mean, points are great, but you got to look at all the variables in between. I mean, if if a if a team had three three total drives in a game and came away with fourteen points or you know seventeen points, would that be impressive? No, that sucks. It's, so it's not just total points. It's a question of you know the, if the defense allows a seventeen play drive that ends in three points, that sucked. Even if it didn't end in any points, to some degree that sucked because your offense isn't scoring any points because you can't get off the field. You're dead tired right now. Yeah. That's it's it's not ideal. So it's the whole thing that gets wrapped up that needs to be looked at and not just total points. So yes, they've they've done a pretty above average job against total points. My whole thing is the parts that I don't like are the parts that that lead me to not believe in the future it's going to be very good because they're just not good at stopping people from doing whatever they want. And that's the point. Eventually the dam's going to break wide open, which it has in numerous games because you can't stop the run and you can't stop the pass. <laughs> it's pretty straightforward. Yeah. And flip it around too. <clears throat> the Packers were only able to score 17 points in this game. Yeah. Do you feel like that was a great, defensive performance from the bears it sucked no, all it's of the not. damage was self-inflicted by the packers yeah. should we be giving the bears defense props because no. of what we saw no. i mean like i could run through the list of reasons but i don't need to you all know exactly what it was well and our offense plays into our defense too i mean we have these also these 15 play drives starting at the five yard line that that punch in a score takes up almost a whole quarter defense allowed zero points well duh they were on the field so it's yeah. just total points is just such a shallow view when you're trying to really get a good picture of what's actually going on with defense. If you would have told me at the start of the <clears> game, <throat> right, I, you, I get to see the first drive, Bears get three, and I go green, and you tell me, oh, Green Bay's only scoring 17. I'm like, oh, we're screwed. Yeah. Like, I, I'm, you just, you wouldn't look at the, you go, okay, the scripting looks good. Chicago's off, at least good enough to handle this defense. And like, 
again, they came up like clutch where just you don't you just don't get that every right. game. Well, and that's the other thing is you, you can't rely on five sacks. That's not a consistent thing that's going to happen from game to game. So it's not something you can rely on. See, look how good they are. Bull crap. That's that's what happened, and that's great. That's not a formula that you can carry forward. No. And so I saw this today as well. Hayden Winks from Underdog Fantasy posted this. I don't know if you guys saw it, where it's passing production against. So it's EPA per pass against for like air yards mm-hmm. and all the like the quadrants. And you just see like that Packers, like 20 plus air yards, you know, to the left, they're 24th or 29th over the middle, they're 29th to the right. And you just see like 31st short left, you know, middle behind the last groups are 29th. And like they're just getting shredded in so many spots, right? And like the places they're like good is shouldn't be surprising, right? Like 10 air yards to the left and right, they're good. Why? Because that's where the corners are playing all the time, right? They're playing 10 yards off where the guys are 25 plus, they're six, 13th, and 16th. That's good. Why they've got they're playing quarters and cover three, and they're, they're got a lot of guys down there, right? Like they so. Just seeing this this defense, and you like look at all these squads, you go, man, they're just the it's it's linebacker secondary play, like coverage play is just not good right now. And unfortunately, Dak Prescott loves throwing the middle of the field to Ferguson. They get Lamb in the slot, and it's like that's it's a tough formula. So I don't see what you mean by that. Quay Walker and Preston Smith can cover Lamb. Idiot. (laughs) Put Quay on the number one guy. He'll lock him up. Um, so I'm struggling a bit here because the chat is asking some interesting draft questions, but we're supposed to be laughing at the Bears. So maybe we alternate a draft question then laughing at the Bears. We have um Drew wants to know how many offensive linemen we draft. At least three, right? He says, Jake. What's your assessment right now of how many offensive linemen we need? Oh, man, that's well, that's a different question, isn't it? So I guess I I don't think it's going to be three offensive linemen. I think I think you're going to see I I do think you're going to see Green Bay kind of like, all right, well, I think we like Walker, right? I think we like Walker the second half of the year. Like you look at Jordan Love's second half and a lot of people have looked at that and they go, yeah, this is this is it. You look at. Rasheed Walker's second half of the season, it's good. It's impressive, at least for their standards of like, okay, good in pass protection and a gamer here or there in the run game where he shows up and dominates guys, which is which is great. I think they're it's the question for me is how do they feel about center? That's that's the really the, the whole question. Cause I think they, they know they're gonna draft another like probably positionally flexible guard tackle, like, oh, he could play here, but also here and and they're probably going to have, you know, they're going to have somebody to come in and be that insurance. It's just a question of, I think, if they want to upgrade center, then I think we could talk about three. But I do think they're going to also look for a true, like, right guard. Uh, so my guess is what Brian put in the chat as well is is it's two. I think it's going to be two. I think it's going to be positionally flexible player and then true guard. Ryan, how many offensive linemen do the Packers need? Um, they have, they have eleven on the roster at the moment. I mean, I, I as far as how many they're going to draft is a, is a separate question. But as far as how many I'm comfortable with, um, I think Elton Jenkins and Zach Tom I like. Rashid has been pretty good, and he's certainly intriguing because he's a rookie and he's getting better. As much as I hate relying on seventh round picks, you 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 hate to also be like, I know we need to replace him. Yeah. Um, so I don't know that he needs to be replaced. I, I think I'm kind of over John Runyon and Josh Myers, if I'm being honest. I think it's just kind of yeah. <clears throat> done for me, especially John Runyon. I mean, Myers occasionally like he had a good game this past week and everybody's kind of freaking out about it. Um, which is so funny because Everybody hated him, and I was like, he's not that bad. And now he's been terrible, and everyone suddenly loves the offensive line, loves Josh Myers. I don't know what's going on. But Runyon. Yeah, I, I told you guys in the in the preseason that uh, Runyon had broken something. His Something in his brain broke. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going on. He's, he's just done. So, uh, I mean, both of those guys, especially since it's, you know, we're talking year three now. So yeah. it's like four. What, what do you want me to do? Um, 
yeah, what do you want me to do to to for as far as assessment? Like I was just looking at for the podcast tomorrow, like Stokes, like I get you've been injured and all that stuff, but we need something next year. Like this is your last year. These guys have been playing the whole time. So yeah. I, I'm you don't get any more time. Now that doesn't mean we're going to a hundred percent draft somebody and force them in there to replace them. I don't know how that's gonna pan out. They're gonna draft best player available and and probably will be hoping to replace them, but I don't know that's gonna happen. But I, I think I think their time is kind of run out and it's it's just a matter of time before we find someone better <clears throat> we all have smartphones and we all know they're pretty amazing but they also can be amazingly distracting especially when we're around other people so u.s cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five that's right a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones and to see what we find learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us in the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. What do you think, JJ? I think they will dip back into the well again and draft three offensive linemen at some point. Um, might, might, might take a guard early, might take a tackle early, and I think we'll get one or two guys on day three. <sighs> Just I'm just not betting against Goody taking three offensive linemen because he likes to history do that, has shown. Yeah, I I understand that. I my I think it's just to me it's just going to come down to again it's, it's what what they how they feel about Josh Myers. Are they going to look to add somebody behind him or replace him? If they do that, then I think the. Th- three offensive linemen comes into play. But again, I'm not in the room. Uh, so, and, and they seem to be the team that's kind of like, ah, oh, he's fine. We're, we're fine. We don't, we don't need to worry about it. Right. And I don't like that, but it's, it's something that they kind of do. So, yeah, that you're, that's a good point. There have been, it's like one position group per year that we all look at and say like, Dude, you got to do something here. And then they just don't. Yep. Like 2019 or 20, it was defensive tackle. Like, it was brutal in the summer. Like, we ba- barely had enough guys to put together a roster. And then they just, everybody that they had, like all five guys they had, made the final 53. They didn't bring anybody in. Um, you know, no free agents. There was like a dude that we thought was going to be on the practice squad. And nope, he's on the 53. Uh, like two years ago. It was uh, safety. You know, there was wide receiver three years ago. This past year, I don't even remember what it was. Safety. It was safety. Yeah, again. It was safety again. Yeah. So I don't even know. Like, there's, there's, and like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I guess I'll take the lumps with the good with Brian Goodigans, but it is weird that it feels like every year there's a position that everybody knows you need to do something about. And Goose just kind of sits back and goes, <laughs> watch this. <laughs> and then, like, it's exactly what we think it's going to be uh, the whole year. Uh, and then at the end of the season, he's like, oh, all right, fine. We'll we'll we'll, get, we'll draft two tight ends. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, so how about uh, how about Justin Fields? Do you think that was his last game yes. in a Bears uniform? I think so. Yes. I hope it's not. I oh, missed, I, I think I we would miss Mr. Trubisky. I, I really didn't want them to move on from him. Yep. Then, like, I think it's gotten better for us actually with Fields. So maybe third time's the charm. 
for the Bears. Maybe Caleb Williams is going to be Pat Mahomes, or maybe two years from now we're going to be sitting back here chuckling again. I know, I know, Caleb's obviously the favorite, but I, I wouldn't rule out May as as, as the first overall pick. I who think would you take? Think, who would you I think take? We, um, who would I? If I was Chicago, right? Are you, you saying if I was Chicago McCarthy. or for you had the number? You take JJ McCarthy, wouldn't you? <laughs> if, I was the, if I was Chicago, if, no, 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 no. What if the Bears no. did that? I would like. like to say, what if like we're like all looking at the top Deacon two Hill from Iowa? If I if I were the Bears, <laughs> I would rather do that. But if I was the, if I was trying to win, you're saying as the Bears though, right? Who would you take first? Because I think that matters a little bit. Like no, if 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 you if you today got hired as the new GM of the Bears and you actually wanted the Bears to win, who would you take? I'd at probably, number one. I'd probably lean Caleb. Yeah. Ryan, let me flip the question around to you. Which quarterback in this draft class do you think is the guy that the Bears will take, given that they traded the farm to move up one spot and not take Mahomes or Watson? Like, who's the most Bears quarterback in this draft class? <laughs> well, I mean, who I actually think they're going to take is Caleb Williams. Um, who is the Bears quarterback in the draft class? I almost wonder if it'd be like Jaden Daniels. Um, I mean, Drake may make sense just from the whole North Carolina thing, if we want to just kind of be simple, but I don't know. You wonder about, uh, Jaden's accolades and everything else and what he's accomplished in, in college. If, if there's any way they can, um, get excited about that and maybe pull the trigger on it, just do something kind of, I don't want to say stupid cause he's a good quarterback, but rather than just take the obvious options that are sitting in front of you. But I, I would bet almost anything it's going to be Caleb Williams. If you're asking me straight up who they're going to draft. Is there a different team in the league besides Chicago who, if they had the number one overall pick that you would have less faith in to get the pick right than the Chicago bears? Is there a different <laughs> team that you think is even less likely to get the pick, right? <sighs> yeah. Yes, there is. Who is it? I mean, it's gotta be the Raiders. No, some dysfunctional teams out there for sure. Gotta be the Raiders, I think. Speaking of dysfunctional teams, holy cow, what in the world is going on in Nashville? <laughs> oh, that's they want to rebuild and and Frable is not. I just saw that. Yeah, Ari Mirov said that. I, I, I do think that is the case. I didn't even see the whole AJ Brown thing. I didn't know that was a big thing. Oh, yeah. Vrabel was pissed that night. They traded him. He was. I don't know if you saw that, JJ, but apparently. I didn't uh, see that. No. Apparently, Vrabel had told or had made some kind of a statement as long as I'm coach here, he's not going anywhere. AJ Brown will not be mm -hmm. traded. And the GM made the decision on draft night to trade him. And there's a video yeah. of them in the war room, and he gets up and is storming around just pissed. And I guess I, I didn't really understand what he was saying in terms of they kind of did like a hybrid rebuild, kind of not a rebuild thing. And uh, because Vrabel does not want to rebuild, Reload. he wants to win now. And um, the team's like, we 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 need to just do a full rebuild. And he doesn't want to do it, so it's he's just not really the right guy to rebuild with. So we're going to go in a completely different direction and go somewhere else, which I don't – I mean, I guess I kind of get it, but I still – unless unless Vrabel's like, I'm not doing it, I would just keep him and say, this is what we're doing, suck it up, because he's the right coach for the job. <laughs> right. That's uh, fair. What in the heck? I'm looking at the trades. So hmm. they traded AJ Brown to the Eagles for 18 and 101. The pick right? that they used to draft Traylon Burks yep. and a third round pick that then they traded, which to the Jets who drafted Jeremy Ruckert. And that third round pick they traded. Oh, what they yeah. traded their first, which got used to, to draft Jermaine Johnson, their third for Jeremy Rucker, their second for uh, no, for a second that they spent on Roger McCreary, who's bad, a third that they drafted Nicholas Petit Frere with, who's yep. not even starting, and a fifth right. that they drafted Kyle Phillips with. What are they doing? Yeah, that, that GM got fired. <laughs> So then, yeah, mm -hmm. so then this year, 
They traded a second round pick that got spent on BJ Ojolari, a third round pick that got spent on Garrett Williams, and a third round pick to the Cardinals that has not been spent yet for the pick they drafted Will Levis with Correct. and Ty J Spears. Yeah. Mm. That's it's a like a master better. class on how to turn an actual pretty good roster into good. garbage rock. Like I, I, I'll never understand the AJ Brown thing. Like they no. had, they had a really good they offensive line, a really good like tight end running back. Uh, AJ Brown is just a dominant wide receiver, and it's just like we're gonna let the offensive line go to crap, and we're gonna get rid of this wide receiver, and we're just gonna say, I guess we'll see how it goes. Like I, I what, what are you doing? You have this a good is, football team. This is the difference, right? You look at like just just two GMs, right? You look at the Titans. They go, ah, we got to trade. We're going to trade away AJ Brown for a one. And then you look at the Ravens who got a one for Marquise Brown. Right. Mm, interesting. Right. Two different two different organizations. It's almost there. like they didn't know what they had right. in AJ Brown. Like, do you not realize how good that well, freaking guy is? Because they had Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So, I guess they were like, ah, right, they we can't throw to this guy, so what do we do? <laughs> no good, yeah. Their draft class from this year does not look good either. So their first round pick was Peter Skaronsky. They got him playing at left guard. They drafted yeah, him the 11th overall. He's playing at left guard. He's got a 61 PFF grade. Uh, let's see how many the linemen. Let's see how many this year for the linemen. So his he has given up. Five sacks and 32 pressures, which is bad. It's not great. Uh, and then, and we talked about uh, Nicholas Petit Frere. He was not from this class, but I'm bringing him up no. again because he's got a 35.5 grade this year. Holy yeah, crap. Yeah. Okay. That is bad. their next pick was Will Levis. I think he's dreadful. Some people like him. Uh, Ty J Spears was their third round pick. He's got like 450 yards. That's because they have Derrick Henry on their team. Otherwise, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I will. I, I, I will guess. contest you very, very, very heavily on Ty J Spears. You think he's good? Yeah, I mean, he's I like do. the 40th yes, graded ru- rusher uh, through 14 weeks. He was like fourth in rush yards over expectation um, per carry. Through so, through which week? 14 weeks. 14 weeks. So he was ahead got... of he was ahead of Bijan and was ahead of Gibbs both. <sighs> He's got two touchdowns, a 77 rushing grade, 300 yards after contact. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess for a third rounder, it's fine. I feel like, I feel like, by the way, I, I this is probably pointless to say, but I'm going to say it anyways. I feel like the third round is where I want the Packers to target a running back this year. I mean, maybe they'll just run it back with Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon again, but. And and I know this is not a great running back class overall. Hey, you take it easy. <laughs> I'm not. No, I'm not saying there's nobody good. I'm just saying it's not like a. It's not a deep class. There's only, there's a few guys who are yeah. are really good. There's a few that went back, which is unfortunate. The best guy potentially uh, is coming off an ACL tear back yeah. in November. So yeah, it's not ideal. Drew says he's going out of limb on a limb and saying the Bears don't take a quarterback. Who's the best non-quarterback? Jake, Jake music. Malik Sabers. <laughs> there it is. JJ is not. I'm dead serious. Game. I'm putting him at one. I don't care. What did you say, Ryan? I said JJ is not happy with that answer. <laughs> oh, I don't mind that answer. I, I like Malik Neighbors. Over Marvin Harrison, you like him? Um, I I actually I don't know who I'd rather have the Packers draft between those two guys. I, I like them both. I mean the 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 big oh, thing is like the there's Packers. not that obvious uh defensive guy to call no. up next. Like usually there's like an edge rusher that you would say is well he's you know he's the best non-quarterback but like yeah. there's a lot of offensive guys you got to get through. It's like yeah, three right. quarterbacks maybe four. You got Joe Alt, both yep. of the top wide receivers, maybe Brock Bowers. Uh you know then I mean who who's the top yeah, defensive the first, prospect? The first, it's probably a lot to Turner at 9 right now. I think it's probably Latu. Could be Turner. Yeah, Dallas Turner at nine. I mean, I mean, Latu's my guy, but right. Just I, mean, I think he's yeah. the best pass rusher right now. It's just like 
you know, our team's going to be like, well, you know, you medically retired a couple of years ago. We don't like that. Not great. Um, <laughs> yeah. We don't like <laughs> yeah. that. So you're not the top guy for us. But like otherwise, like right. based purely on what we've seen from him, I, it, it would be hard to put anybody above him. What about Jared Verse? Do you like Jared Verse? He's good. Yes. Yeah. I mean, he's. It, what What would you think about him being the first non-quarterback selected? I think it's fine. I, I think again, it's going to come down to what teams are, what team you know. Obviously, whoever makes that move of like first defender, like what what they're running because Turner's like two hundred and forty pounds, right? Like he's not for everybody. Green Bay would never select him. He's nowhere near big enough, right? Uh. But there will be plenty of teams who go, yeah, we like we like just this rush end. You know, he's got a lot better and easily he could go. If they like verse, I I don't see why they wouldn't, right? Like he is, I mean, he was the top guy consensus wise back in the summer. So I think either one of those three could be the first to come off. It's just a question of like Latu's like truly healthy and they don't find anything. So uh, Goose has got a good question asking about Wink Martindale for defensive coordinator. So this brings to mind, you know, this was like the calmest, quietest Black Monday I can remember in a while. Like, I think two coaches got fired. I think there's only three well, openings that I know. Smith of. got Smith got fired on Sunday night. Um, obviously, McDaniel's and Staley were in the season, right? Um, <clears throat> Rivera went. Right, yep. we're still think, waiting on Bill. Yep, so that'll be happening probably. I think it will because I think Vrabel's gonna go there then, Ooh. which I don't. I don't quite know why. Like he'd want to go there. I'm not sure they're close oh, to contending. No, I mean that's no. true. They're, they're a rebuilding team too. Yeah, that's the one thing is like, it. yeah, I I know he he probably wants obviously to have that kind of like oh yeah the you know Kraft will trust me to you know get this thing off the ground and won't like rush and be hasty with like yeah. firing me. I think if there's anybody who could like steer a, a sinking ship in LA, it might be Vrabel. You've already got your QB. That's true. Yeah. But I, I agree. He's probably going to go to New England. I've, I've had a lot of people reach out to me today and ask if I think that Vrabel could end up being the defensive coordinator for the Packers next year. I think there's zero chance of that. Uh, because I think that Vrabel will have a couple of NFL head coach jobs offered to him this year, and it's if he wants those. If he doesn't want those, there's a lot of blue blood college football programs that would make him a very wealthy man for a very long time to come. And I actually think an, another very plausible option here is Vrabel takes a year off and is the Ohio State head coach for the 2025 season if um, Ryan Day doesn't get things done against Michigan because um, sounds like that is very high on Vrabel's wish list. He was a coach uh, and player at Ohio State, and um, it is on his bucket list to be a head coach there uh, someday. So... No, I don't think he's going to be taking a defensive coordinator position. Have a Harbaugh thing going on there? Could be, could be. So, what about Martindale? Though didn't talk about the question. Do you guys like Martindale? I I loved what he did in Baltimore and his his first year <laughs> with the Giants. I thought was good. I I think Martindale's a good coach. So I I, I think um, the thing that makes me nervous is the story surrounding what's going on with Martindale right now. First of all, he was very he was very good in Baltimore. And then the story was they parted ways. I don't fully understand why, but they parted ways and then he went with the Giants as their DC. And then apparently I heard the story today was Martindale just stormed out of the Giants like meeting room. They haven't been able to get a hold of him since and he is down in like the Keys in Florida or something right now is the report. So he just said F you not answering his phone and he's off like taking a vacation. So maybe just not exactly the best uh, character guy, which um, maybe you don't care about that, but I'm, I think our Packers. locker room is a, the Packers definitely do, which, so that wouldn't fly, but even still, like you just wonder about, uh, especially if things kind of went South in Baltimore that caused that separation. I just, it doesn't sound great if the guy can't 
get along with his uh, fellow coaches. What would you rather have? Uh, Wink Martindale down in the keys in the off season, <laughs> refusing to take calls from the head coach mm-hmm. or Joe Barry. <laughs> Can Those he are two least, options. Can he at least call in the plays from his yacht in the Keys or from his? It's the off boat? season. There's no calls, no plays to call in. It's the off I'm just, I'm just saying, like if if he were to, if he Who wanted, would you have more faith in? Yeah. Wake Martindale calling in plays from his boat. He's got like a, he's got on his phone. He's got like a, fu, a Fubo on okay. there. And he can see the game uh-huh. on TV. And then yep. he's like, all, uh, he's got an iPad and he's, uh, you know, DMing. Uh, mm-hmm. the linebackers coach and, you know, saying run this, that or Joe Barry in the booth. Um, I'll probably go wink on that one. My, my only concern would be the plays getting in on time. But other than that, I would yeah, go with Martindale. A little bit of a delay on the whole. I, I streaming don't server. know if they have the personnel yet for what Martindale wants to do. Not sure I'm trusting the defensive backs with a lot of cover zero at the moment. Um, so personnel would have to get better. Um, I might actually lean Joe over wink in that scenario, just based on what we have currently yeah. on the roster. If they Jake, draft two man corners, then, uh, then, you know, yeah. then we're having a different conversation. There's a good chance, unless we decide to stick with what we're doing, that we're going to be looking at some level of an overhaul to some degree anyways. I mean, every, everybody's going to be looking for, I need these couple pieces to be able to yeah. make my thing work. I get what you're saying in terms of massive liability, like we're going to get killed yeah. with, without the right guys. But I think that's probably going to be a thing no matter what, which will be interesting too going into the draft. And also, assuming we do get rid of Joe Barry, is another reason probably to expect defense because that's going to be high on the the wish list, which I think is probably the reason we went, you know, when we had Petten, he had a wish list and Joe Barry went and hit it. And then, you know, we get another defensive coordinator. He's got, you know, he wants Quay or whatever the case is, and we go and get that. Probably contributes to why we're getting so many defensive pieces because we keep getting new defensive coordinators. <laughs> Well, there is that. <laughs> yeah. So here's here's the uh, defensive candidates that that we know about. All right. Yeah. So Wink Martindale, Mike Vrabel, not going to happen, but whatever. I, I mean, um, I think that's number one. But yeah, like you said, it's it's a pipe dream. Like we, we should have opened the show with that as a dream. Jess, Jesse Minter. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Zach Orr from Baltimore. Chris Hewitt from Baltimore, uh, Anthony Weaver from Baltimore, Joe Barry returning, or Mike LaFleur switching to the other side of the ball. I think this is the Rolodex that we have to pick from. I'm very excited old, to see uh, which one. Got to throw him in the mix. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Jimmy Leonard. Yep. And well, Dude, just, that's uh, who's going to be. <sighs> that's who, that's who LaFleur is going to hire. It's going to be freaking... Jimmy Leonard. Didn't he, isn't he reportedly accepting DC job at Colorado? Is he? Oh, oh really? I saw that report. I thought I saw that report. God bless you, Coach Brian. Crazy. No kidding. I thought that there was a report. There it is. Brian says that too. I thought I saw that. God bless you, Coach Prime. Oh, that was old. Um, Jim Len- Deion Sanders and Colorado Buffalo score big, set to secure former Wisconsin DC, who has tempting NFL offers. So it says set to. Yeah, I don't so know if it's done, but, but sounds like they're moving in that direction. That'd be pretty wild. I see the chat. Uh, Namely, Brian wants to move on from Devondre Campbell. I don't think that's going to happen because it's eleven and a half million in dead money. And oh. I think he's serviceable, and I think the Packers like him. So I think get him healthy in the offseason and run him back one more year. Yeah, which is unfortunately going to end the dream of mine to have Hedron Cooper be next to Quay uh, in the draft. So and you can have three linebackers. You could. This is true. You could. I mean, we're going to switch up to a 4-3. Just switch to a 4-3. Well, want to do anyways. That's true. 
That's All right. So, so just hypothetically, if we did switch to a four, three, what are we missing? Because you could tell Rashawn Gary and Lucas Van Ness to put their hands in the dirt, which Van Ness not, is much better at. Not exactly sure what you do with Preston Smith. Uh, as no. far as the defensive tackles, you got TJ Slayton. I mean, you could make Kenny Clark and Devontae Wyatt play as uh four, three defensive tackles. Yeah, they just be they just be the obviously the more they'd be in that more two two shade little three, and then you'd have Slayton probably in the base be the almost shading close ish to nose, sometimes a one tech. So we we, we could just run a five three and just you know well we're we're tired of this uh safety driven defense. You know so. what? Forty six. Let's do it. Let's just go to it. We're 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 just we're just kind of like just we're inching towards it anyway. Get some linebackers. Let's roll. It's a Joe Barry special. Super Gene basically can play it. You know? We're supposed to be crapping on the Chicago Bears. I keep I forgetting know. that. Um, did we're you guys talk about defensive coordinators too? But we just keep jumping all true. over the place. This is true. We're, <laughs> we're gonna the category, and then we just go down a rabbit hole, and then we just do something else. Yeah. So on the topic of of the Chicago Bears, let's talk about Wink Martindale. Who, <laughs> which offensive lineman would you draft if we switch to a four three defense? And then I'm, uh, let's let's rank these defensive coordinator hires. Are we moving to a four <laughs> three? <laughs> Uh, oh I can't believe that the Chicago Bears still haven't figured out that Luke Getze is a plant. Pretty crazy. <laughs> I mean, you watch uh, the crap that he calls against us. I love it. Like nobody who would actually call these plays. Nobody. But they're so <laughs> dumb. They haven't figured out that he's a plant. It's amazing. No, no word yet. No word yet. Out of Palace Hall on, on Getsy, which is kind of wild, right? To be honest, it's gonna be a heck of a scandal when they figure that one out. <laughs> Let Getsy cook, <laughs> even though he started multiple fires in the kitchen for sure. Like, this is clearly an issue, but that's fine. Here's uh, this, this is how I'm gonna call the game as Luke Getsy. Okay, all right, Justin. I need you to go out and make sure that you do the Aaron Rodgers footwork that we practiced. Okay. Do that. Cause that's what made Aaron Rodgers like so elite in 2020. He told me it was all about the footwork or something like that. And that's why he unlocked himself in 2020. So do that. So to start, we got a screen to DJ Moore. Didn't work. Okay. Uh, second and nine. Okay. Run right up the middle. Ooh tackle for a loss okay so what we're going to do right now um full field read i just need you to bomb it deep okay and listen we can't have an incompletion so you stand back there as long as it takes and make sure that you got your guy i know you got a strong enough arm so listen make sure he's in the end zone (laughs) by the time you uncork that sucker hail mary it's like third and six from like the 18 yeah. your own 18 wait till he's in the end zone yeah <laughs> okay uh, didn't work all right back to uh some design qb runs Screen. Little, we'll, we'll move the pocket a little bit for you to <laughs> throw the flat uh jake you need to dunk on the bears as well before we can go back to the draft you have to dunk on the bears once for us um Adam says fields right. counting to five before he throws is a fields thing. And the Mississippis are extra long too. <laughs> he does it. He has to spell uh, them. He spells it. <laughs> what M I S S I S S I P P I. Yeah, you can't just say the word. You have to spell it. It's like crap. I misspelled it the third time as Carl Brooks has just drilled me. Um come on, we only got ten minutes left in the stream. What do I, I don't I don't know what you want me to dunk on them for. Maybe Ryan Just, will bail you out. Can't you? Can't we? Their play speaks for itself, man. Like, <laughs> I don't have to dunk on them. That's the ultimate Just, dunk. Uh, yeah, Brisker, Brisker's just dunking on himself after a game being a sore loser. Like the dude, dude can't oh, cover. But hey, you know, that's that the worst stink. thing I've seen in a while. 
Like, honestly, Brisker, this is open invitation, okay? If you get kind of like Adrian Amos syndrome and you're just sick of the crap over there, like, we'll we'll take it to be a box player. Promise. Right. No problem. If you want to come over to the side that wins, be my guest uh, when your contract's up. Yeah, that was really pathetic. So, Sean in the chat I, says, I what about Mike that. Zimmer? I don't think so. No. I don't think he likes Matt LaFleur. <laughs> I don't think yeah. he would come work for Matt LaFleur. Similarly, by the way, I don't know if Mike Vrabel would come work for his old employee. Just throwing that out there. Like we said, though, I think this Vrabel, like, probably getting a head coach offer or two. Or, so, yeah, many. like, if he didn't get one of them, like, if New England's, like, not going to offer him, which I don't, I don't think that's because of the case. I, I then like okay like do whatever whatever you can because coverage consistency front multiplicity like that sounds sounds kind of like what they're trying to do with a lot of this defensive linemen you know that they've kind of drafted so like I I think everybody's in on that but I just don't I don't think like Vrabel's just going to get DC offers I, I think Minter's your guy if you can get him. I am on board. They suffocated a team with a QB who was a Heisman runner-up and three guys who should be going in the top 75 in the draft. And they just didn't know what to do. Like, Penix looked like he was playing an NFL an NFL defense last night. Like, it looked kind of, kind of scattershot spotty, like how he was kind of playing a little bit in November when people were like, oh, man, is this Washington team going to survive, you know, this Pac-12 gauntlet? Like, that's what it looked like. It was like, I mean, it half, was like it half felt their like a, players are 25 years old, but yeah. Yeah, it, but it's, it's just like it's a – it looked defense. like they were playing a 15-7 to game against Arizona State. That's what it looked like. It looked like that game again, but they just did not know what to do. They couldn't hit deep shots, and <clears> – <throat> Penix is a little wonky with touch over the middle of the field. A lot of people have pointed that out. And and their receivers catching through contact, not named Roma Dunze. It was and Adunze dropped a couple of passes. He probably should add. Penix missed Adunze a couple of times. Like it just looked it looked out of sorts. That's the type of DC. I would love to have a DC that goes, yeah, I'm gonna get Jared Goff out of sorts just twice a year. I'm gonna get fields. Well, that's not hard, but I I you can get fields out of sorts playing any basic coverage but um you know the nfc can i get purdy off of his you know off of his game can i get the niners off their game the eagles right dallas like i think he probably can and you have so much capital to invest in his defense like i feel like minter probably your number one i i know someone mentioned evro yeah evro's already uh, yeah on here i i feel like if he's i don't did, they haven't fired him have they He's fired by the Panthers, yeah. He was? Oh, then yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's another one that should definitely be on the list. Like, Adam asked... kind of turned him away uh, initially, right, in the Barry hiring, but I think could have just been an experience thing. Um, Do you like what he did at Carolina? Yeah. I, I That was, like, the one thing that, like, wasn't horrendous in that building, like, all year. Like, they, they played some decent defense with the pretty... Pretty poor personnel. Like JC Horn was hurt a bunch. They got, you know, I think, I think, uh, um, gosh sakes, who's the safety? Chin was hurt as well, right? They've, they had, they've had like Dante Jackson, CJ Henderson, guys who have not panned out in the secondary, and they're still like a pretty decent pass defense. Like you add like DeGene and like, you know, Quinion Mitchell and like other DBs into this room, and then you let like Evero have something on the back end. I think. I think he can cook. Adam wants to know what was Minter at Michigan when McDonald was the DC. I don't think he was. I think he was the defensive was... coordinator at like Vanderbilt or something. I think that's right. He was he was a Baltimore Ravens guy. He was like the defensive backs coach for the Ravens, and then he was the DC of Vandy for for somewhere down south for one year, and then immediately came in and replaced Mike McDonald. Yeah. 2019 assistant DB coach, 2020 DB coach for the Ravens. And like you said, 2021 Vanderbilt. Uh, and then for the last two seasons, um, the DC. And briefly an interim head coach for a game. 
against East Carolina. So as we're uh, wrapping up here, Jake, sounds like your pick for DC is Jesse Minter. Yeah, I think so. I think if you can coax him away, you, you do that. Otherwise, Evero. Uh, Ryan, I'm debating if I should let you answer or if I should make sure I get mine in first. Go for it. I think I think I want to do. I think I want to go ahead and do Anthony Weaver from the Ravens. I just am nervous about Weaver because I think <clears> that <throat> he seems like he's on a fast track to like head coach in 2025 somewhere. So I just don't know that you get very long of him in green Bay, but I guess I'd rather have a good DC for a year than not have a good DC. <laughs> so I think that's the way I would go. And that's true of everybody. I mean, if, if you have a good defense, I mean, look at the 49ers, they had a great defense. The guy got hired to be a way to be a head coach, but you got the culture plus his whole staff that hopefully it'll be able to to sustain itself is, is the hope. And I think that's true of, you know, Evero I think is actually kind of interesting. Just, I mean, not only because we kind of have the, the system in place or whatever, but I hadn't Evero's really thought about last time around. Yeah, I, I hadn't really thought about it uh, until um, Green and Gold Draft mentioned it. Okay. But with him being the D.C. in Carolina and the coach getting fired, I mean, he could end up being a head coach or he could end up staying there. I don't really know what the situation is, but I it, it is interesting that it's possible that um, a different head coach could get hired and bring in a different staff and he could be somewhere else, meaning we'd actually get a crack at him. I didn't really consider that as an option. But um, that would definitely be interesting just for the sake of consistency and actually having somebody that can run this scheme properly. But I still... I still do like the idea of trying to do the Baltimore thing. I think Jake's scaring me a little bit with the whole scheme change adjustments and whatnot. Um, but I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I just I just want to get somebody competent. I don't really care, honestly, what the scheme is. Whatever it is, if you can call it right, you can make it work. If you can run what Joe Barry's trying to run, just call the right plays, it'll work. You know, if if you can do what Baltimore does or do what Wink does, it'll, you know, yeah. We'll make it work. So I, I think Evero is a competent guy. I think there's a lot of guys in Baltimore that'll probably uh, be pretty awesome. I'm I, I'm not being super picky about it. I just want somebody that's good, and I think there's going to be a lot of candidates, and we got to make sure we get one of them. Well, get ready for uh, Michael Fleur to the defensive side of the ball. It's gonna be it's gonna be somebody we don't want. I guarantee. Uh, probably. <laughs> Who is that Jets guy? I, I mentioned him before, and I think he's getting interviewed. I just saw oh. he's getting an interview with somebody, I think. But Matt LaFleur's got a big history with him. I think he's like the cornerback coach or something. Jeff Albrick? No. Dang it. I'm looking at their coaching staff. Yeah. Um... It's always good entertainment. Uh... See if oh manual, I think that is who it is. Um where's manual? Oh, yeah, this Mark Mark Hand manual. Mark I have had manual, a yep. bunch of people oh. asking about him. I don't know anything about him to say whether he's good or not. I I really should learn about him. Yeah, I was just one of the podcasts, I was just going through and I'm like, okay, who's a guy that's got a big history with LaFleur that he's gonna end up wanting to get? And I don't remember all the details, but like this guy has a big history with Matt LaFleur and everything else. Plus, he's working with um, uh, his best friend over there at, with the Jets right now, which, you know, there's going to be already a connection there. He can put in a good word for him and everything else. So that one just stood out massively to me. If we're if we're going the route of he's going to pick someone he knows and likes this one, mm -hmm. double circle, triple underline. Tyler says he played for the Packers, too. He I didn't did. Ask. Yep. That's another thing. I think Green and Gold Draft Report has the perfect thing to send us away on. So we're going to wrap up here. All right. Vince Lombardi says, Coaches who can outline plays on a blackboard are a dime a dozen. The ones who win get inside their player and motivate. There you go. Let's get that uh, defensive coordinator pipeline going like the uh, NFC West has been doing for a couple of years. I don't want to do this, but I'm going to do it. Anyway, okay. um, please keep your shirt on. Score predictions, Dallas. Ooh. I assume we're not. I assume we're not 
doing a show until yeah. next Tuesday. So I suppose we should do that at least. Should probably just throw it out there. Didn't even think to talk about the game, I guess. Oh, uh, we we got a minute and a half to talk about it. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go ahead and take the Packers to win. I think it's gonna be a high-scoring game. I think. I think both teams are gonna get to twenty-seven points. Actually, Goose has Packers twenty-eight, Dallas twenty-four. I like that a lot. I'm taking that. I'm, I'm taking Goose's prediction. Okay. On so the the Cowboys are seven and a half point favorites, and I think that sounds about right. But I'm still taking the Packers to win. Jake, you got anything? Yeah, I I I I just am. I I want. I, I think it's great. Like seeing you know Dallas with 24 points. Like that's that sounds really nice on paper. I think Green Bay is going to have to win like, but yeah, I think they're going to have to win like 38, 35 uh, uh, to win the game. And I, I, as much as I like believe in the offense to, to kind of be able to be able to keep up, I think they're covering seven and a half. First of all, I, I think that line is, is enormous um, for a team that struggles against uh, uh, the run on Dallas defense. And LaFleur knows that, right? He played him last year. Like you saw what happened. And if you get a you get a Watson back for this game, mm-hmm. I, I I don't think they're going to struggle to keep up with them at all. I, I just don't think I just don't think it's going to be enough. I, I think it's going to be one of those games where you go, man, like this team is like they're they're really close. If it's going to feel like the Arizona game in two thousand nine, it just it, I think it is. It's going to be like one of those games where like wow, they just the offense is unbelievable. If they can get a few pieces on defense, you know they're they're really going to be able to contend. In a year, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say 34-28 Dallas. I mean, I, I will just say that if you look at this uh, game we just had against the Bears, and you just take away just the big dumb mistakes, yep. Packers should have had 31 points in this game. Yep. Actually, no, 34 because of the missed field goal. So if you just take away the like biggest like goofball mistakes, you know, two dropped, perfectly thrown touchdowns whatever the heck that was to end the half and the missed field goal, 34 points. I'm going to come in with a little bit of a spicy take. Who's the best team Dallas beat? It's the Detroit Lions, bro. Detroit Detroit Lions, probably. And Philly has been complete dog crap. They played them in week 14. Everybody's dogging Jacksonville when Philly also lost five of six. They beat the Giants. They beat the Jets. They beat the Patriots. They beat the Chargers. They beat the Rams when they sucked. They beat the Giants. They beat the Panthers. They beat the Commanders. They beat the Seahawks. That's that's kind of something. They beat the Eagles when they sucked. They beat the Lions who suck, and they beat the Washington Commanders who suck. I mean, DVOA does account for all that. The good teams that they played, the 49ers, they lost. The Eagles, back when they were not crap, they lost. The Bills, they lost. The Dolphins, they lost. So it's to me, it's a question of are the Packers a good team or a bad team? If they're a bad team, they're going to get boat raced forty-five to ten. If they're a good team, they're going to beat the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Uh, they uh, we got a we got a Cowboys fan. Is what Miami did. So there you go. Yeah, Lions. Yeah, Lions are super good. Lions are trash. I I think the the one thing is Lions are nothing. The one thing is is like. They are I think Green Bay off. They, they, I, I Green Bay just being a good or bad team. I think they're just Green Bay is good offensively and bad yep. defensively, and right. it just to me is just feels like a game where it's just going to be they're going to need Dak to do something really dumb, which he's capable of doing. He's cut down on the turnovers this year though, and and gotten back to his like more of a one point seven, one point eight like. Um, Turnover percentage, interception percentage, which has often been where he's been at career-wise. So I just he might think be due. Well, there, there is the, the the he might be due fallacy. Yeah, I, I just there if they can get one or two of those, that if you could guarantee me a a DAC maybe two interception game, I think they win the game. It's just going to be about will they finish that because Fields gave him one last week. They didn't they didn't capitalize. Uh, can't do that. 
can't do that. Our, this our, our defense just needs to actually come and play freaking football because yep, like well, they have our, our defense in years there. past, like I would yeah. have absolutely counted on them to get to get a couple turnovers. They're like not getting the gift wrapped turnovers right now. Right. Go ahead, Ryan. Sorry. No, I, I I'm just saying like they they need to be the team they've been for the last two weeks. So you know we yeah. we need to believe you know there there is a distinct difference between pre uh gyre suspension and post gyre suspension if we want to get into some uh superstitious or kind of kind of find a reason to believe like what happened last year right they started to get hot after the bye week i mean gyre seemed to be a little bit more locked in and contrition and, and even uh devondre he came back and was playing better he was he was dog crap for a long time until he came back and started playing better so Maybe the defense is a little bit more locked in. Maybe Joe Barry's playing for his job. I don't know what it is, but the last two weeks, I mean, two weeks ago, the, the Packers had the best defensive performance via DVOA in the NFL. I mean, and this past week, we it have, wasn't quite as good, but it was solid. Yeah. We have had Matt against running against, defensive meetings the past three weeks. There's that. There you go. And yeah. I was going to say, the Detroit defense gave up 192 to Jefferson last week, mm-hmm. right? Like, Green Bay didn't obviously didn't do that. Like they, they yeah. had a decent handle on things, but of course, you know, it's, it's Jared Hall and Nick Mullins, which. Yeah. History also says that we shouldn't have got in the playoffs when we were what, three and six, but we got in anyways. So <laughs> he says no seven seed is one. Say, seven seed has been around for what, two years. Yeah. I mean, the, some of the seven seeds folks, I'm telling like <laughs> Pittsburgh's a seven again this year. Are has they there good? been a seven seed with no. a winning record prior to this year? I mean, come on. Yes, probably. But like legitimately, like adding that seventh team, especially like usually in the NFC, right? These past couple of years where it's been top heavy, it's kind of like, oh, wow, that team got in. Yeah, they're not winning. Like kidding me? Like. It... Let me let me ask. Let me ask the chat this. If the if the Packers were the two seed and the 49ers were the seven seed, would you be talking about no seven seeds ever won? All right. Whatever. <laughs> I need to know who the seven seeds were now. The Bears were the first ever NFC seven seed. I know that in 2020. Last year it was the Seahawks. So that was 2022. So who was it in 2021? That's all you got to know. Bears, um, somebody, Seahawks. Vikings. Wasn't the Vikings? It was. They had a really good record. 21. Uh, in 2022, they did. Yeah, I thought, oh, that's I thought it was 2021 is when we're looking for 2021 oh, okay. was I think Philly was the seven, right? They went to Tampa Bay. Is that right? That sounds right. That I think that's correct. That does sound right. Yeah. So. <clears throat> yeah. All right. So are all three of us oh, and the Bears the and the win? Bears were the seven in 2020, weren't they? They went to New Orleans, yeah. scored nine points. Yep. Bears, Eagles, the, uh, where they couldn't throw the ball. Trubisky MVP game when right. they they uh, the Saints yeah. benched Kamara so that he couldn't set the all time rushing touchdown record or something like that, and everybody was ticked. Yeah. Then the AFC, oh. I'm pretty sure it was Indy with Philip Rivers. Uh, can't Pittsburgh had to go to Kansas City. And then Miami Dolphins with Skylar Thompson playing quarterback. Those are the seven seeds in the AFC. Gee, I wonder why none of these seven seeds have ever won. Yeah. It's a yeah. shocker. <laughs> so, well, listen, chat, none of you put any donations in this week. So we're ending the stream. What do you think about that? We'll see you back here next week. Go, Pack, go. Goodbye.